Welcome to Hello Universe, a podcast about spirituality in our everyday lives. We're your co-hosts, Kylie and Eva. Hey everyone, it's Eva here. And it's Kylie. Welcome back to another episode of Hello Universe. Oh, I liked that long hello. That was fun. It's kind of a throwback actually to... Um, did you watch the Animatrix when you were a kid? They'd be, they'd be like, hello, nurse. Oh, wait, is that no? Animatrix, uh, Animaniacs. Oh, I loved the Animaniacs. And in fact, today, when Bernie told me that her imaginary friend or invisible friend was named Pinky, I started singing to myself, Pinky, <laughs> Pinky in the brain. Oh my God, Pinky in the brain. <laughs> and my kids that. were just like, okay, there's mom doing her thing again. <laughs> I remember being so excited to watch that after school. Okay, sorry. If you're a Gen Z, you probably you have no idea what 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 we're talking about. Well, you missed out on. Yeah, clearly. totally. Also, there was that like one little girl who was like a pet main. Like she loved pets, but she was really scary. Do you remember her? She yes, like I she would like she like um she like crushed that. Yeah, she was like <laughs> Lenny from Of Mice and Men. Yeah, she would like yeah, snuggle them to death. I think about that because that's oftentimes what I want to do when I see a pet. I just like snuggle you to death. But I'm like, no, 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 I can't hurt you. Can I? Anyway. That, that reminds me, sorry, since we're just telling inane anecdotes, can I <laughs> share that my favorite of mice and men story is that when my sister-in-law was in high school, she opened up, you know, they everyone uses the same books from year to year. Mm-hmm. And she opened up her book and whoever had it before her had written on the front first page, Lenny dies in the end. <laughs> His friend kills him. <laughs> oh my gosh. Wait, what grade is this? Like ninth grade or like whatever, whatever you read of mice and men. I mean, and maybe- they, like go through the whole yeah yeah well maybe she was stoked yeah i i just think that was like a really i just i kind of just love that as a troll move to just yeah, like yeah. <laughs> ruin a like yeah. stupid book everyone has to read whoever wrote that is the one writing comments now like just trolling other people on the internet yes yes exactly. yeah exactly um sorry spoiler alert of my okay. no i think we all have to read that at some point maybe not i don't know Okay, so Kylie and I are going to have a juicy conversation about what we've been learning in our business recently, which is really like what we've been learning in life. Um, <laughs> but before we dig in on that, why don't you share with our lovely audience what you have going on? Okay, so doors have officially closed on Alchemy, womp womp, but um, I have a new free mini course that I'm super, super jazzed about. It's called um, Money Talks, But We're Going to Yell. Um <laughs> I love that. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And it's specifically for entrepreneurs or people who would like to be entrepreneurs um, about cutting through all the bullshit on how to actually make money building a business online. Part strategy, part mindset, because that's what I do. Um, and it's free, so go to my website and get signed up. It's yeah, awesome. all your. I mean, you offer so much good free shit. And anyway, yeah, go to your website, go to your, re- go to your resources page, which is going to be, it's a sexy new website, everybody. So also go and just look at how beautiful it is. <laughs> yeah. Caldwell.com. There's a whole research resource library tab, just like full of free shit. That's great. Um, including this particular mini course. So go get on it. Love it. Okay. And how about you? For me, you anything cooking? Yeah. What do I want to share? Well, I just finished doing my first one day meditation retreat, which is what we're going to talk a little bit about today because it was a, a milestone in my life. And yeah. I'm just so jazzed on, again, I think helping people feel spiritually connected and feel spiritual, whatever that means to them, like just alive and connected to God and source and themselves um, through being with themselves. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that anyway i'm just jazzed on this work um and i'm then we'll talk about this later but you know finally being certified after two years of this course and so if that's something that's of interest to you i do offer like a one-on-one um meditation program um and i think more so something that was a big takeaway from this course which I feel like it's, I, I feel like it's obvious to me, but you know when you're really deep into something, 
it's obvious to you, but other people may not know. Um, one question that came up in the course is like, well, how do you know if you're meditating correctly? Like everyone kind of went around and shared like, this is what's happening mm-hmm. with me when I'm meditating. And how do you know if you're doing it right? And I never, and you know, a couple of people had commented, I never feel like I'm doing it right. And I'm like, that's so interesting to me. Like, there's no doing it right. I mean, yes, I can give you some answers about how you know your maybe some tips of things to look for, but you don't meditate to get better at meditating. You get you meditate to get better at life. Like you know, oh, yeah. Which I think is like so obvious. I thought that was obvious, but I'm happy that this question was asked because I'm like, you, you know, you're doing it right when you're feeling more present with the people around you, when you're more responsive mm. rather than reactive, when you feel more. Like you can enjoy the little things more, you know, like when you are not as in your head, like that's how you know you're doing it right because there's sort of it's showing up in your everyday life. Oh. So, so yeah, meditation, folks, it's not really just about sitting still and clearly clearing your mind. If you really want to discover the inner depths of you, you can come find me at evaliao.com or Instagram where I share all my stuff. Awesome. Get on that, people. Yay. Um, yeah, speaking of meditation i have been you told me a little bit but i have been so jazzed to just hear more about this retreat and what it felt like to host i mean it's a big deal you hosted your first you hosted your first retreat (laughs) and i just want to hear all the details yeah and i think yeah what we wanted to do today was talk about like what's coming up like what's up for both you and i and what's really like what's coming up for in our work lives is always a deep reflection of what's going on in our inner worlds, I think. Mm-hmm. So I say that for all you non-business owners who are like, maybe business is boring, but you want to hear, but you came here for like spiritual shit. <laughs> and- yeah. I mean, by business, it's like, I actually had to have, I actually had to like a little come to Jesus moment with myself where I was like, we have to stop using our business as the primary place of spiritual expansion and lessons mm-hmm. because your business will continue to be a place of like, like, right. I, I actually had like this moment of realizing that I was, had intentionally crafted business as the place that I was processing, like all of the things that were about all the other things. And. Oh my God. My in some brain. ways it's, my brain is melting right now because I'm like, oh, wait, <laughs> that's exactly what I do. Oh, my God. <laughs> and in some ways, it's a very efficient system, but it does make business start to feel like real exhausting at a certain point. And so and I've coached other people through this, too, is like there just comes this point of like it's almost like yeah, you know, we just get dependent on business as the place where you're learning lessons. And as a result, you create this cycle where like you're constantly not quite being taken care of in part because you're actually really attached to learning lessons Mm -hmm. (laughs) you don't want to let go of that and it's subconsciously gotten twisted up with like like, all of a sudden I just have all the money that I need will I stop learning lessons yep I totally feel you yes so interesting okay personal note I just wrote that down (laughs) 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 don't learn all my lessons only through business. Yeah. Um, well, that's not true. I feel like I've learned a lot of lessons through family for sure. And also moving cross country and breaking up right. with Adam. Yeah. It's not like you've been like <laughs> killing in all these other areas. Yeah. But um, okay. So I just want to share about what this means to me. This mm-hmm. like conducting this one day meditation retreat is that um, I, so th- four years ago, Maybe was it four years ago? I, I think what's just amazing to me is that t- there was a part of 20-year-old Eva when I was still, m- I was much more confused and I was, there was a lot more suffering that was like, I would love to be a meditation teacher one day. Like that, Aww. like, and I, I, you know how sometimes you reach that moment where you're like, oh, I'm doing the thing that I wanted to do all those years ago. Yeah. Um, And four years ago before I applied, was it four? I can't even remember how long it was. Maybe five years. I this specific program with Tara Brock and Jack and Jack Cornfield. I was like, oh, I'm not good enough. I had this story of like, I'm I'm not going to get accepted. The, like the you need all these qualifications, and there's no way I would get accepted. So I didn't even apply the first time. Mm-hmm. And then it only happens every two years. So then I finally applied when it came around two years later, and now I'm done, and I've done this one day retreat, which, so I've been teaching meditation for a long time now, but there's something about 
having people trust me enough to show up for a whole day of something mm. that actually can be very intense that felt so rewarding and fulfilling and meaningful. Mm. And can I just tell you what is really interesting about all of this is like, oh God, I just learned so much about, I thought that, I because I was teaching even before I got certified and I thought getting certified would make me feel official. And let me just tell you, it fucking doesn't because, and I mean that in a good way, because I think it really is shining a light on the illusion that many people have of like, oh, if I go to grad school, if I do this thing, I'll finally be legit. And that's just what makes you legit, I think, is like life experience. My God, I was just having this conversation with a client of mine that was like reminding ourselves once again that the dollar amount does not create the legitimate because I think we do right the like oh when I have th- when I have this size launcher when I have yes. this revenue per month then I will be legit and uh either I think one or two things happens one we continually reject that very experience because mm-hmm. we're like well I'm not legit yet so I can't have it or we get it and then we're like that was a little um I still feel uh, not legit or whatever, right? Yeah, but me yeah. not. So yeah, I'm at that. I'm not, I'm kind of at that second point of like, oh, I finally got it, but I don't feel legit. But not in a bad way. It's actually yeah. incredibly like freeing. Mm. Where I'm like, I'm never gonna let a certification or a degree dictate mm. what makes me feel like legitimate. And and I think that's a beautiful thing. Someone else might listen to that and be like, well, I don't know if I trust that because you know maybe they're still stuck in the story that like you need to have whatever certain credentials but I hold so firmly now more than ever to the fact that like my credentials are my own life experience and I can hold that like with value um and that feels big because you know I deal with imposter syndrome all the damn time (laughs) but it's also like you know I hear this a lot about like I love the show Top Chef. Do you know that show where people Padma locked me and yeah. I don't know. It's it's not so much a thing anymore, but I've seen every single season. And early on, people are always like, "Oh, I didn't go to culinary school, so like I don't feel as legit as these as these people." You know, it's it's or I didn't go to dance school, so I feel like I'm not like a or or I didn't go to art school, so I'm not a real artist. You know that whole thing. Mm-hmm. And I guess what I want to impress upon other people is that like, <laughs> yeah, how much can you value just your own? self and your own life experience Mm -hmm. and not because some organization finally says you're legit (laughs) i love this yes yeah yeah Yeah. and yeah i don't know but so so i so now i've come to this place where you know i realize i that that isn't the thing that makes me feel legit and also i also feel um before I started and I was in this place of being self-conscious of like, oh, I don't know anything. And I was self-conscious. Now I'm in this place where I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. I don't know anything, but I'm not self-conscious. That's the difference. It's oh, like no yes. amount of training I think could can really prepare me to be, you know, the perfect, amazing, you know, enlightened teacher. Now yes. I'm like, there is a freedom there of also just being like, I'm going to keep fucking up. Right. I'm going to be honest and tell you when I don't have the answer, which is probably a lot of the time. And also like, oh my God, what I love so much is like, also that's the, that's the fucking credential, right? Like someone who's going to hold space for you on spiritual expansion, if they think they have all the answers, run the other way, <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. I'm laughing because any, any spiritual teacher or like space holder who claims to have all the answers, that feels like the ultimate red flag, right? And yeah. so the, 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 yeah, the, the I feel like there's this like trajectory of like, okay, I don't know anything and I feel insecure to like sometimes feeling like, oh, I know lots of things. Great. I'm valuable now. And then the like total freedom of like, oh, I don't know anything. And that's the point. Mm, yeah. Yeah. There's like yeah. such freedom and like but wisdom. Yeah. And that's the point. But it also feels nice to not to say that from and not be like insecure. Do you know? Right. That's what I mean. Yeah. Yes, yeah. exactly. Like yeah. to actually, um, not only not be insecure, but to like see that as the very evidence of mm. the practice. Yeah. Right. Is yeah. like, yeah, of course I don't know anything. That's <laughs> the whole point. None of us do, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, and therefore it's not even required, but I also, and, and at the same time, I have wisdom to offer. Yeah. 
Yeah. You know, what's so interesting though. It's all subjective. Like I, I hope that listeners on this podcast just can always take everything, anything that we say and run it through their own system. Because I also feel like if you're in a place where you feel insecure and getting a certification is going to make you feel more confident in your skill set, I'm like, go for it. You know, like it's subjective. So Eva, I think what I would love to know, oh, sorry, my brain just went in two different directions. Part of me wants to ask you about this program because mm-hmm. we've only talked about it a little bit. And I remember what I at one point asking you, you're like, I think I'll have more to say about when I'm done. Mm-hmm. So there's a part of me that wants to ask you about the program. But also I feel like you might be more interested in just talking about your retreat. And I don't want to send us down a path that is not your like preferred vehicle. Oh. Um, I'm happy to talk about both. I think what's actually, there is one thing I want to share with you specifically as like a business coach that I thought you might get a kick out of. Yeah. Which is that, um, okay. So dear listeners, for those of you who don't own a business or like, like, like are this kind of business where you're working with clients, um, just on, just so you get the behind the scenes of what's happening is like, you know, we have this launch where we, we create this program. We're all excited about it. We launch it, meaning we open doors for people to sign up. And this whole process is this time where, I mean, that's the whole thing. It's this whole process of like, is it going to be really stressful for you? Is it going to be really fun? You know, it can bring up different things for different people. Um, and what happened was I had six people sign up. It was a relatively short-ish launch. And if I'm being totally honest, when I first, when I, I was like so stressed about it, cause I was like, I had to have at least six people like in order to, cause this was part of my practicum for my course. So I had to have at least six people. And there was a part of me that was salty. That was like, there should be 20 people in this course. Like, mm-hmm. you know, where is everybody? Mm-hmm. And, and then what ended up happening is it just ended up being such a lovely group of six people mm. plus me and everyone was just so lovely. And it was like such a huge, wonderful community. And it, what it made me realize was like, I don't, so it made me think back to the first time I threw, I had, I ran a course and I think I ended up getting 15 people and it was the first course that I ever ran. And the whole time I was salty about 15 people too, because I was so caught up in like what I see on Instagram or comparisonitis where Mm -hmm. other people are like, oh, I have like 50 people in my course that I thought I did a bad job. And Mm. it made me feel so much um, grief for the fact that I didn't celebrate what what was actually a success. And And it was just like, and you know, like, so you're a business coach. So like, I think you you probably see this, like the swarm of like comparison and what people think, how people are Yeah. And I I feel like I robbed myself. And this is a good thing that I'm realizing this because this feels like medicine, but I feel like I robbed myself of the celebration of like something that was really successful. And because I was just, it was, I was in not enoughness. I was in complete lack. Mm. And it also made me feel this time of like, yeah, there was a moment where I was like, you know, of course, yeah, I want like 20 people in this course, but actually like, I'm so grateful for the six people who cleared out their whole day to hang out with me. Right. You know? right. Yes. Yes. I, yes. Yes. Yeah. I don't know. It's just something about gratitude, I guess. Mm. I mean, I think this is so common. And I also think you probably would have, I mean, I don't, I don't want to like, I don't want to make meaning, but you probably would have been, potentially would have been overwhelmed by having 20 people right like mm-hmm. something like this is like really lovely intimate experience and potentially it you know 20 people is not it's not necessarily intimate you know mm-hmm. um i don't know I, I i and i say that because i think that often having had experiences of like oh i wanted more people and definitely having like had cl- walk clients through it it's also so often it's like I mean, but also that was exactly what I wanted or exactly what I needed or. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I think you're right, but I could, I could easily have also been like the story, but even with six, I could have been like, yeah, but I could have done, I could have like had a great time with 10. But my point is, is more like, mm-hmm. I just want to be grateful because six people showed up. Oh, <laughs> like, I see. Yes, like, yes. like yes. I'm so grateful that six people showed up and I feel that really genuinely. Um, I don't know in a way that maybe my, I don't 
not yeah i don't know that i if i'm if i'm being honest maybe has not felt as strongly for me in the past and i'm not sure why it feels different now mm. yeah but I it's love that yeah i think it's a nice feeling yeah anyway yeah i really love that i really love that because i also hear you speaking to like the genuineness of the gratitude you know that you're not like forcing yourself into it it's like yeah i feel this was a really great experience yeah and i think it's like a really good lesson in you know i think there is something to be said about like okay you want to like are you being grateful but then also erasing your desire do you know right. what I mean? yes are, like, i do i do yeah and i don't and that's not i don't, I don't know it doesn't feel like i'm you know like <laughs> I want to be very careful of that because there's also nothing wrong with wanting a bunch of people yes. in your stuff. Right. And I don't want to have build that story. Of, like that means that you're selfish or that you're uh, money hungry or blah, blah, blah. But um, it's, I don't know. Most I just of feel... us, Most of us are money hungry. That's yes. the secret. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we have a world in which we literally need money to feed our hunger. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Yeah. I love that. Um, um, anyway. Yes. Because, I mean, one of the things I think about is like, how do you honor like, like appreciation and joy for what you have and also honor your hunger at the same time? Like just, they don't, they aren't, they're not mutually exclusive. Mm -hmm. And yeah. so um, I think about this a lot as someone who's just like a very ambitious person and has like a, has, you know, big hungers. It's like, okay, um, how do I make sure that my ambition doesn't strip out the gratitude for what currently is and also i don't want to make my ambition wrong yeah yeah exactly and i think and i think that's how i feel is that like i feel genuine embodied gratitude and also you know if i run this again i would love to have more people <laughs> yeah absolutely yes yeah. yes yes i really um, love that what about you? Maybe we can like throw the ball around a little bit cuz i yeah. know you're also going you know you've had You've done a couple launches and I'm just kind of yeah. curious how that's shown up in your life. Yeah. So um, earlier, a couple months ago, two months ago, we had the Enter Your Villain Era launch, which was the most fun I've ever had in a launch my entire business career. And also for those of you who are listening, who um, who are not business owners, launches are pretty notorious for being very strenuous experiences. And one sort one reason for that, I think, is that there's a lot of pressure to get it right. So there's a lot of like hustle that can show up. There's a lot of like, I got to post every day. I got to show up. Because basically, right, you pick a window of time that you're going to share about your offer. And there can be a lot of pressure to like get it right and to hustle and to like post every single day and make a bunch of lives. And it can create a big story of like, whatever I'm doing is not enough. And while you're doing it, you're also like very vulnerably asking people to invest in you. So there's usually like a, there can be a big um, emotional experience too. Um, and so, so, so even if you're not, even if you've kind of divested from hustle culture, you might still have a pretty intense experience because, you know, like you can have crickets and you could have three people right. sign up one day and then nobody for a week. And right. Yeah, it's and, like this, and, it's this vulnerable thing, right? It's like this vulnerable thing about, but it's that I think it's like also like if you're a musician and you're you like have a concert and you're like wondering if anyone's going to show up, you know? <laughs> it's like, yes, exactly. Yes, yes, yes. It is just, yeah, it is so like, I've actually been thinking about, um, yeah, much like our recent conversation with Victoria, like the significance of art and like how all of this is really art right and like the vulnerability of like here's my art are you interested in it and also uh and so anyways th they can be intense experiences and um i have likened them before to plant medicine as like an initiation um and one of the things that i fucking love teaching is like how to actually fall into the portal of the initiation right instead of like oh no, this is hard and I'm upset, but I have to like pretend I'm not, whatever the thing is, right? Like I love coaching people through launches, especially when they're hard. Like, yes, I, I haven't figured say, out yeah. how to make this offer, but I basically want to have an offer that's like, is your launch crashing and burning? 
book book a con book one call with me and we'll like just like figure out what the hell is going yeah, on. Yeah, which is what you do for me all the time, by the way. So I just want to say, like, if anyone has ever had if you are a business owner and you are going through a launch or whatever, like call Kylie. She's your girl. I don't mean even if she doesn't offer anything, if you're listening to this episode, just like keep a note in the back of your mind and just like be like, I'm sure if you someone just DM'd you and was like, hey, can I pay you to coach me through this launch? She'd be like, oh my God. That literally like I just because I just think it is it's the combination of all the things that I love, right? Which is like the friction is the portal, right? The This like uncomfortable, the, which launching is not always uncomfortable. I'm not trying to prescribe that. But when it is like, I get really jazzed because it's like, like everything's got churned up to the surface because mm-hmm. you're literally asking for more, right? You're saying like, I want more people to follow me. I want more money. I want my art creation, magic, medicine to be like received by more people. So the universe is like, great. We're just going to show you all the stuff that's in the way of the more that you're asking mm-hmm. for, right? Um, so anyways, it's like business coach Kylie gets, gets is interest like the the part of me who enjoys strategy gets amped. And even more so the part of me who's like, yeah, where does it hurt? That's the portal. Let's go in. Just mm-hmm. loves it. She can clearly tell from my enthusiasm. Anyway, the thing that's been really cool is Enter Your Villain Era was the most fun launch I've ever had. Like, we just we just sold it on Vibes. I made a bunch of memes. Seven people signed up. Like, we've been having a blast. This week is the last week of the program. Um, and in part, I thought, oh, well, that's because this is a really fun program. Like, it's just like the whole, the course is really fun. Because the other thing I always teach is that you get a dose of your own medicine during the launch, right? So if the program is about, like, being a villainous badass who doesn't give a fuck, that's what you're going to get. You're going to get a dose of that medicine, which could be, here's all the places you're afraid that people will judge you. Or it could be just feeling like a villainous badass for three weeks. <laughs> anyway. Um, and what's been really interesting is as we're recording this, we're wrapping up the final few days of the alchemy launch. And alchemy is a dense course. I mean, alchemy is like, bring me your trauma and your shame and your most wounded parts. And we're going to use money as a place to like enter, like as to we're going to use money as the portal into where it hurts so that we can sit with those monsters and those pains and like create a pathway to love. Like it is multiple people who signed up for this course in the console call said, I might be too messed up for you. (laughs) Meaning like, that's the like, the for which we have obviously been like no no that's that's it that's the yeah. whole vibe and also everyone thinks they're too messed up when it comes to money or lots of people do point being like it's a dense course and so i thought going into it i was like well okay this is probably gonna be a doozy of a launch right because and it has also been really joyful and easy so what do you think that is about Cause you know, cause I feel like you say that it usually gives you a dose of your own medicine. So like, what was the medicine this time? Do you think? So that's, what's been really cool is that I have, I, ha- it has been an initiation and it has been an initiation particularly into like letting things be easeful and like actually like sit, letting my nervous system rest and, um, and um, I think honestly, in this moment, it feels like, oh, I think I've really integrated this part of my shit. Not meaning, oh, money doesn't have anything to teach me anymore. Far from it. But I think I have integrated, you know, I talk a lot about, like, being with the discomfort and the monsters. And I think in this moment, it feels like, oh, yeah, lots of things came up that were points of friction. But I have I have at this point walked through the launch monster game so many times Mm -hmm. that it's like, Oh, Hey pal. Hey, launch monster. What are you doing? Like, and it, and it, and so the, there has been ease in the initiation. It's not that it has been like, you always, you always make a nice distinction between like ease and easy. Mm -hmm. Right. It's like, not that it's been easy. Like there's Mm -hmm. been lots of things that have come up that have been very interesting and expanding expansive, but it hasn't felt hard because I feel like, oh yeah, okay. I see where I see I see the medicine we're swimming. Does that does that make sense? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, that's great. Yeah. I think that's 
I mean, to your point that like launches don't always have to be this hard, hard, grueling thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it was funny because Liz wrote when we were making the notes for like, whenever I do a launch, this is also, I offer this to y'all. Whenever I do a launch, I always start at this point by saying, okay, what's the vibe? Like, what's the vibe of the course? What's the vibe of the launch? Like, how do I want to feel? Right. And I just try to, cause then I just try to come back to that as many times as I can. Mm, I love that. Um, and Liz wrote on the top of the page. First thing was not hard. <laughs> yeah. I feel like that's generally what you and I all, all come back to often too. It's like, we don't like, we just want this to be easeful. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And uh, yeah. So I think, I think I feel honestly, you, you were talking about the retreat as a capstone experience. Alchemy kind of does in this moment, this alchemy launch feels like a capstone experience because for like of my own medicine, mm -hmm. because I don't know. I haven't felt, I mean, I've had moments of like, you know, tap, tap, is this thing on? Of course. But generally speaking, I have just felt in the flow and the rhythm of the launch. And I have felt, I've, I have felt taken care of and I have felt, yeah, it just feels like, yeah, we're doing all right here. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think, okay. So <sighs> I was trying to explain like gratitude, how I feel really mm -hmm. grateful, but also doesn't mean that I don't have big desires. And I think a lot of that came from a lot of conversations we've been having on the podcast. It's just a theme that's been coming up in my life in general. Like we had this really awesome conversation with Victoria, which I think that episode was last week. Mm -hmm. And we had this whole thing about choicelessness and basically like, you just, can you just be with what is? And oh, yes, that's kind of how I felt about my launch is like, oh, like the thing that's so scary about, okay, so like a launch or putting yourself out there in any capacity where you want to be successful at something, whether it's your art or your kids or your job or whatever, is that um, what if you could not be tied to the, like, what if your happiness didn't have to be tied to the result? I think yes. it's kind of like what yes. my big learning was this time is that like you know if i had four people sign up what could i be okay with you know could i be not you know mm -hmm. it's not again about shrinking myself but can i trust that actually that's okay if i had you know if i had six people if i had 20 people like whatever could i trust that that's okay and that's a huge leap for me because mm -hmm. i'm very much like a um Similar to you, I think I'm just a very ambitious person. Yeah. And I have, and I can also be an insecure person. <laughs> and those two things sometimes don't go very well together. Although I think they are often pals. I think they are often <laughs> bedfellows. Yeah. Um, yeah. What I mean, I think that's the beautiful thing is like, how can you hold your hunger without making your happiness dependent on it? Yes. Yeah. And I will say, so for me, I think the initiation I was going through this time is, was really like a self-worth, self-love thing, which shocked the fuck out of me because I was like, oh, I feel like I've done my work around self-love. Like I thought I was like, that hasn't been a thing in a while. Um, but I'm also in the process of um, planning a course with my friend Federico, who I met through the program, who has been on the podcast and he's great and it's a self-love course. And so if we're going to talk about, you know, courses giving you a dose of your own medicine, um, it was really like the story of, can I love myself even if I fail? Yeah. Can I love myself even if I have to like be awkward and directly ask people to like sign up for this course and like message every single fucking person I know and be like, Hey, I need six people to sign up for this course. Like, can you, do you want to join me? And I think there was a part of me that was so prideful previously that would have been like prideful or I, that would have like brought up shame. And it, I think it did bring up shame. And the, and the whole part was like, <laughs> it really was like self-love being like, can you do this thing that feels terribly uncomfortable and still love yourself and trust that everything's going to be mm. okay. And 
it's so weird because I've done launches before. So it wasn't like this for some reason that was just the story this time. Other times it's been like other things probably more associated with like money or like uh, whatever, whatever. I can't even remember anymore, actually. Right, 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 right. Yeah, I, uh, I just, I love what you're saying. I love, I love how often we think we're done with a lesson too. Like, <laughs> of course, of course, especially when like self-love, like, come on, like, I know, like I you, know. And Liz, you and Liz talked on the money episode also a couple weeks back, which was really great. You know, a lot talking about alchemy and you guys are talking about spiraling, but mm-hmm. spiraling downward is it like, you just go deeper, you know, yes. to the lesson. Yes, um, yes, yes. Yeah. My lesson, I think this time around in alchemy has been for the alchemy launch has been like, are you willing to believe yourself? I think this launch has been for me a lot about really trusting and believing in myself. And that's been a theme for me for a long time. It's like, can you really believe you are who you say you are essentially? And that what you know to be true is true, especially because I do teach money. I think in a way that's, I'm not the only one who teaches money differently, but I yeah, you know, I teach money pretty differently. And I think this, there's something about launching alchemy, what felt really vulnerable in the beginning was I put something out there that's different. And does anybody want it? And to your point of like, can I let it be okay? It was like really like in the first few moments, right? I'm just like, okay, the lights are on. <laughs> it's official mm-hmm. was like, can you really sink deeper into believing yourself Mm -hmm. and um and I think coming just continuing to come back to like everything is for me everything is for me even if nobody signed up for alchemy that somehow would be for me even as I was like I don't want that one (laughs) yeah Yeah. (laughs) like we've been through it I would like a break you know whatever um but uh but it felt like that dance of like, everything is for me. And also, and also at the same time, can we really believe that we have something special and it gets to be time that it's seen as special. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel really humbled and grateful that that has been my experience, right? That people who, people who've said yes to this program are like, it just, I have continued to have this feeling of like, oh, you fucking get it, right? Like you get it in this way of um, like the beneath language, we're just already in the same space together kind of vibe. Um, And that feels like really humbling. So um, yeah. Also, whoever is listening to this and is like having real FOMO about alchemy <laughs> you can send me a DM I yeah. will be in Italy but when I come back we can chat <laughs> I, I love that slide that in, slide that, slide that in. <laughs> well it's true because even though our doors are closed if it's just you know if you're the right person there's still time to yeah. slide in yeah. yeah yeah um I think that's a big one this idea of like can I trust myself? Basically, it's also like, because this is a unique creation, like this is a creation that you've created from your own life experience, you know? Yeah. And so it's like, I have a system, you're selling, you know, as people on a, on a, I don't know, a system of sorts of like a this. School of thought. Yeah, perhaps. a school of yeah. thought. Yeah, that's like, and that is very vulnerable because you're like, I, you know, people are trusting you, you know, um, yeah, there's something very vulnerable about that. Trusting like your school of thought. Um, and then, but I think that really comes from like, and then, you know, we could easily make a thousand stories in our minds about like how, how that feels incredibly scary. But that to me also feels like such an act of self-love of like, I, essentially, can I believe in myself? You know, yeah. do I, yeah. Be- do I believe in myself? And yeah, that's an initiation for fucking sure. Yeah. And there were, there were a couple of moments of, really having to sit in that it's <laughs> actually one moment this is probably going to make me think I'm bonkers but Liz and I were recording something for for Villain Era it was like we, we have like weekly recordings that we send them and so we were recording something for Villain Era and then we were chatting afterwards that was like kind of in this liminal space we're talking about alchemy and Villain Era and just our own hearts and and I started to have like what felt like a strong 
emotional experience. And Liz basically did her, you know, shaman earth medicine and was like poked, like poked at my lungs. Right? She was like, push, put your kind of spirit fingers on your lungs. This is all via Zoom, people. Yeah. It's all via Zoom. This yeah. is all via, she lives in Alaska. I live in Massachusetts. We, I started like immediately crying. My grandmother was like right there. I cried for 20 minutes on Zoom. She just sat there and like occasionally said something. And I just like cried and cried and cried. And it felt this like incredible release around my grandmother in particular holding space around like ways in which, you know, you sh- ways like things about ancestry and self-trust and belief and being seen that are really big and profound and not, you know, mm-hmm. for another, another podcast, but that were very much tied into, can I believe myself as a coach and a healer? Mm-hmm. Right. Was like, also like my grandmother coming in to like mm-hmm. <laughs> scoop up, yeah. you know, little kid yeah. me. Oh, and, yeah. uh, and it was, it was, in, it was really profound. And so that's where I say like, it was, easeful right like I cried for 20 minutes it was just really profound but also because there was there wasn't the same resistance to like the grief showed up and I felt like okay great let's go in instead of old me who would have been like there's grief and how do I control and fix and move around it Mm -hmm. um yeah yeah Ugh, I'm just loving all of this I'm just feeling like the potency of this medicine because yeah i think really overall like the lesson is is like if you for anyone listening if you have the courage to do something like to put yourself out there in a way that feels vulnerable it will challenge you um and that's a that's a beautiful thing like you know and, and i think and how you respond to that if you have like the support you know also is like yeah do you have the it's helpful when you have the support of people who can help you respond to that skillfully rather than unskillfully i do actually think there's a skillful way to go about it oh yes and if if it's challenging i would invite like whatever you're doing right if it's like you know a business venture or picking up a new craft or saying a scary thing to someone or whatever, like the the fact that it, the emotional experience and the stories that come up in the challenge aren't wrong, right? Like this like really cool client who um, kept having this, she had this like big work meeting that kept getting rescheduled and it was like very vague. And so she was like totally stressing out. Like anyone who's had a job where you have like some like vaguely described work meeting and they like keep moving. You're like, oh, this is not going to be good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it was really beautiful watching her like feel like freaked out. It ended up being like a totally good thing. But mm-hmm. um, like watching her feel like really concerned and also like yeah but you're like you con- your concern is not like we can dismiss our concern as being silly right mm-hmm. or like we can make it wrong or um yeah it felt really beautiful to watch her like love herself through all the stories that were coming up rather than like it's gonna be fine it's gonna be fine it's gonna be fine and mm-hmm. i think we can do that a lot when we put ourselves out there of like well i want this so, so it should be fine and i should be fine with it and like just yeah like, get over get get over it yeah and yeah this is like a, i think one of those things where it is very much like okay well how how like it could be i mean it's so annoying i think sometimes when people say this but it also can be very helpful it's like how how can we think about this happening for us yeah. because at the end of the day you know what i always say essentially what you're saying is like what's in the way is mm. the way like it's not in the way it's the way and like meaning how you respond to that so like are you going to you know are you gonna like freak out and then suppress your freak out and then like judge yourself because you're overthinking or are you gonna actually notice what's actually there is that you feel financial insecurity or that you feel self-conscious and that there's then there's an opportunity for you to like love the fuck out of yourself you know what I mean which is also what you helped me do like there was a moment where I was feeling such 
shame. Yeah, we just came to this like beautiful realization of how like the reason that sometimes I choose to feel like because shame is such a big feeling for me is because it gives me an opportunity to be so tender with myself. And there's a part of me that just like wants that attention that I probably didn't get like when I was a kid. And and I was I think I said something to you like if shame allows me to love myself this much, then like I never want it to go away. And it was like such a beautiful like I think, you know, that's really going to stick with me. I just have a different relationship with shame now. Yeah. yeah. And it really was yeah. like, oh, it's a portal to unconditional fucking love. Yeah. 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 I know that conversation we had, this was an offline conversation. Sorry, everybody. It was a good <laughs> one. <laughs> Sometimes we need to have private ones where we get to cry really, you know, openly. <laughs> extra, extra crying. Yeah. But yeah, that conversation really has gifted me also a deeper like I had reached kind of a truce with shame where I was like, all right, you exist. I I can let you continue. Like, I'll allow it. <laughs> and that conversation we had really gifted me like more, a, 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 a better access to, yeah, like shame as, as, as a gift because it's an entry point into like, oh, I like, Shame are the places where we think that we are unworthy of love. So when we go to the places where we experience shame and we and we experience them fully, that is us experiencing deeper and deeper love, more so than maybe any other emotion, because it's so much singing the song of like unworthy, unworthy, unworthy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that's what's up for us, folks. <laughs> Uh, I mean, all the while, that's so funny. Like, this is like what's going on on the emotional and, sp- and spiritual realm. But also, it's just funny. Like, all the while, like you're now getting ready to go to Italy soon. Mm-hmm. I'm still like adjusting to, you know, living in an airstream trailer. Oh, can I share with you? Sorry, sidebar. Yes, but- I have. I have another question about your retreat, but I'm here for okay. the sidebar. Okay. Well, I was thinking today about like you know, what do I want to share as the thing that's bringing me joy at the end? And I was like, well, instead of, I'm also going to take a moment to share what's bringing me hatred. Rage. <laughs> changing bed sheets. I really hate changing bed sheets. I would love to get your take on this, but to me, I'm just like, there's got this, this is one of those things where I feel like people should have invented a better way. And like, I have a duvet cover. So like, I had like change, like whatever, put the duvet over my, oh, the cover mm-hmm. over my duvet. And changing your bed sheets in an Airstream trailer is a new kind of hell. <laughs> oh, that sounds for someone who already doesn't like it. Yes, just like cramped space. Do you have any hot tips? Like, um, <laughs> do you no, Nick like I... do it together or like? <laughs> no, I. I also, it's not my favorite task. I mean, with my ADHD, any household task is not my like favorite task. I mean, that's my particular version of ADHD. But like, I would prefer to never do a single chore in my entire life if we're (laughs) totally honest and the feeling of getting into a bed with fresh sheets is like the epitome of like delicious like (laughs) non-sexual ecstasy (laughs) so true it is true so my Taurus ass self (laughs) loves like I literally just said to Nick before we go to Italy we should change the sheets on our bed so that when we come home from our trip, like we will call, we will like crawl into like, like Oh, I love that. New bed. Okay. If I ever I'm just mental, like if I ever want to show you love, like if I'm at your house, I'm gonna wash your bed sheets so that you can like crawl, crawl, <laughs> like as, as a like act of love. <laughs> oh yeah, I think I didn't realize until this conversation how much that is a thing I like really enjoy. That being said, like they go a long time between. Like oh, but, I, know, I know. you know it is it is. <laughs> Thank you for saying that because I I do not I'm like I actually didn't. I mean, I was really grody in college and like lived in this like <laughs> disgusting punk house into my 20s. So like I was real dirty, but like I didn't even know I was supposed to wash my sheets until like I was in my mid 20s. Oh my God, like I just I just like so never much. washed them. And for the amount of sex I was having, <laughs> they were probably very gross. <laughs> yes. I'm a little bit at almost 40. I'm a, I'm a little bit more of an adult now, but I'm definitely, they, I think the recommended is like once a week. And let me just tell oh, you. Oh yeah, fuck that. That is not <laughs> happening. That is not happening. Yeah. No, 
no, no one's got time for that shit. <laughs> but when, uh, you know, our our show is, you know, like this is a TV show and we like interview <laughs> people like Oprah, then I will just have someone. They can come and change my sheets for me once a week. Yeah, yeah. Um. Uh, all right. Oh, this is my, my, my I did want to know about the retreat. I'm just curious to know, like, what was your favorite part? What was your favorite part of hosting this retreat? Mm, my favorite part. Okay, let me give me a second to think about it. If you ever come to my house for dinner, we will ask you this question at the dinner table. What was your favorite <laughs> part of the day? So just Wait. so you know. You've asked me that before, and I think I remember telling you like morning or something or nighttime. Oh, <laughs> you answered like the time of day as opposed to like the event from the yeah. day. Uh, yeah. <laughs> what was my favorite part? It's a hard question to answer because it was all just so. You can pick more than one favorite. No, but it was all just like one mm. thing, kind of like. Um, um, I think it had something to do with like honestly it, it's always the same it's people who are opening up and sharing vulnerably mm. and and then connecting in the group together yeah yeah um so i know that me i don't know if that sounds simple or maybe that sounds like yeah like you like an obvious piece but okay sorry there's a couple of things. it's that like what i really realized is that like i got to just go full ham on spirituality like mm. I just got to go and talk about consciousness and God and like everything that I think I am and like really fully believe in. Um, and I just had like a, such a platform for that. And again, that's what this podcast is too, but there was something different about it. It was, you know, it was like six people who I felt like were really because when you're in that state of meditation, I think you're really open. So you're you're like yeah. your your heart's open, your body's open, your consciousness is open. So I can start talking about stuff, but it also feels really grounded because mm -hmm. everyone's like, yeah, I kind of get it. So it just felt like such a free space. And then that's what I mean when I said say like what my favorite part was people responding is then because there's also like people sharing their own internal experience of spirituality mm. and that they don't aren't always talking about i don't think because they don't have a podcast or a best friend who like wants to do this with them once a week and that just really i you know excites me i love yeah. that stuff I, mm. love, I love that stuff it's like so fun and i was thinking like oh i think one day meditations are really good for me because I didn't feel rushed. Like I had to get it all in. Sometimes I'm like, there's so much I want to teach that yeah. I, but now I'm like, I have fucking, you know, I don't know how long, seven, eight hours for me to just share everything that mm. I want to share. And <laughs> I don't know. It was great. I was like, I get to talk about all this stuff for, obviously we weren't talking, we were meditating for most of it, but it didn't feel squeezed. It was like, there's oh. so much generosity in a long day like this. Oh, I love that so much. Yeah. That sounds really beautiful. That sounds really beautiful. Yeah. Thanks for asking. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I was sad that I wasn't there, to be honest. <laughs> well, I don't know. Yeah. I, hope, I don't know. I mean, yeah, we'll see if I, I mean, I imagine I would do it again, but it does take a lot of like, I mean, congrats to everybody who did the one day because it's, it's tiring. You know, it's, it's, oh, a, yeah. it's a physical challenge too, you know, like sitting and like training your brain. So yeah, it's pretty spent by the end of it. Yeah. I mean, I find when I host retreat, um, like I'm cooked on the other side. Yeah. Like I just now plan. I mean, I'm getting better about actually planning for this, but like I'm I'm intent like if Liz and I host retreat, we just like know we don't even book the flight out until at least twenty four hours after the last guest leaves. Cause we were like, we will need twenty four hours to just be last <laughs> the last retreat. We went, we drove to a coffee shop with books and didn't talk to each other for the whole time. Oh, okay. That is such good friendship. Like, that's, I know. that's such good. That's a, yes, that's good friendship. That's like kind yeah. of like my dream. Not to say that I don't want to talk to my friends, but like. Oh, no. but same. <laughs> this is the thing. This is like the one heartbreaking thing about like you being Austin, Liz being in Alaska is like, I just, sometimes I just want to like sit next to you and watch a dumb movie. Right. Yes. Or like, totally. you know. Totally. Yeah exist outside of language yeah um i'm really glad it was a great experience i mean 
think you, uh, I mean, you were like my shaman <laughs> through the experience, Kylie. <laughs> you and Federico kind of in this other self-love program, but um, yeah, I mean, if it's not already clear, anybody who is running a business, if you need help with your business, go hire Kylie, <laughs> go work with Kylie and Liz because um, you're not meant to do this alone. God, I would just, I can't even imagine. Yeah. Yeah. It's too hard. It's too hard when you're in the, when, right. When you're in the trenches, it's, it, you just need someone to like turn on the freaking light, you know, like you can't see it when you're, yeah. when you're in it, even if it's something that you're like an expert at, right? Like self-love is right. The whole point of it, like getting initiated into your own medicine, like self-love is absolutely, I think one of the things that you hold space for so powerfully and also we can't always see what we can't see you know what i mean yeah totally or or when you're really triggered or if something's right then you can't see it either it's like if you're really activated or in your own emotional stuff yeah right right and because whatever's getting triggered is some part of you that has felt profoundly alone maybe for decades so you know and and but then we say like well, I should just get over it because it's just like writing a Facebook post or whatever. Like it's not, yeah, like, the thing is not the thing. It's, yes. it's not. And so no, if you feel not. really, if it feels really dense or you feel really triggered or it feels complex or you like how ha- you see the task, but it feels impossible to execute. Like there's something, there's something there. There's some pres- self-preservation that's showing up and mm-hmm. you deserve to like have compassion in that. Yeah, and experience some liberation because I think that's what we're all here for. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so I we said we were gonna keep this short because we were like, we're both tired, but here we are 90 minutes later. <laughs> um, do you think it's a good time for joy? It is always a good time for joy. I love that answer. <laughs> uh, do you, you want me first? first? Yeah, you go. I thought I had something because I was thinking about my damn bed sheets, but that's now out the door. So I'll just share my other joy, um, which again, this is like still in the beginning stages, but Kylie and I had a wonderful conversation with Kelly Mahalik. This was probably like two, three weeks ago. Go back and listen to it. It was like a really fun episode. The energy of that really, really felt like it, it was called like uh, free your inner teen. Is that what mm-hmm. it was? Mm-hmm. And the, it, the energy really is that it's like teen, <laughs> like, I don't know, be it's like, free teen energy and anyway we had this whole wonderful con- uh, conversation about like style and I had kind of talked about how like I feel like I've just gotten I don't love the word lazy but just complacent and like mm-hmm. you know I love my comfortable yoga pants and and cut off t-shirts but like I also miss being the stylish fashionista that I consider yeah. myself to be and also because I'm going through this transition with life it just feels like a good time to be playful anyway the long story short of it is go listen to the episode and my joy is that i went to a thrift store and like got just you know found some real treats and a lot of it was just like what kylie had said is just like just wear the thing just like yeah and that it's incredible how simple and helpful that's been because in the moments where i'm like and i'm gonna go out on my sneakers or should i wear these really cute boots that are like maybe a little bit more hassle but they look so damn good and it's like, just wear mm-hmm. the fucking thing. Cause that is what is so much about. It's like the effort that I think for me, it was me. It was like not wanting, not, not that I didn't want to make the effort, but just not knowing that that was actually the thing that was just that, that little bit of difference is what would make all the difference. Yeah. Yes. Oh, I'm so just for me, it was like the effort was really tied in. I'm not projecting this onto you, but it was like really tied in with self-worth. It was like, it was Mm. like, I didn't want to, it was like, oh, don't be too much. Mm. Right. Like, don't like, don't, don't make yourself like a thing. And Mm. like, no, be fucking too much. Right. Wear the cute boots or whatever that, that, that might be a little bit more hassle or also might just be like, oh, am I signaling that I tried? 
right? Mm-hmm. That was, I think, a big thing for me was like, oh, oh like I didn't want to like look like I was trying too hard. Like a try hard. No, see, that's the thing. I love looking like a try hard. I want to be like the best dressed fucking person in the room. Like I yes. have no problem being like the loud, wearing a great outfit, being overdressed. I'd rather be overdressed than underdressed. I really think for me, it was like comfort with my relationship with Adam. Mm-hmm. I'm just being like, God, I hate saying it. But it was kind of, it was complacency. It was like, I'm, God, I mean, this is really vulnerable to say, but I do think, and not in like a big way, but I think there was a a slight flavor of like, quote unquote, letting myself go a little bit. Yeah. Is that like, I don't, I hate that phrase. I actually don't like that phrase, but a sense of like, just not making an effort. Well, I think also, you know, you talk about like pendulum swings a lot. And I think there's something so delicious in a relationship that's like, oh, like oh am I in the point of relationship where like I can fart and like wear my dumpy clothes like right. that's like a really beautiful thing it's true. You know? it's true that is a beautiful thing so it's like yes there's there's sweetness to both sides yes yeah. yes yes but I I'm I'm revel- I'm relishing this pendulum swing for you of yeah. like you know yeah well thank you was- for point thank you for pointing that out instead of me being in a story of like oh you know like I I like let myself go because it didn't really feel like that, but it did feel like, yeah, I was just on that side of the pendulum swing. And now I'm on, I'm coming back to this other side for a while and I'll probably go back to the other side again at some point. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I love this. I love this. And uh, you all can't see Eva, but I can confirm she's wearing a very cute dress. So (laughs) it's like a cute little nineties, like baby doll dress. It's speaking to my nineties heart. Um, my joy is that I'm going to Italy on Tuesday. When you're listening, if you're listening to this when we drop it, I am on the Amalfi Coast eating lemon gelato and drinking oh. espresso. Oh my God. And eating pizza and pasta. And all and of the delicious food. Oh, I am so happy for you. I just think it's so cool that you're doing this with your whole family. Like, you know, I mean, there's different flavors of travel, but I don't know. I think that's such, I don't know. That's just, says something about you and Nick too just like wanting to make these memories with your kids and bring you know bringing them on giving this them this experience yeah it feels like you know before you have kids you have all these ideas of what you're gonna do and then you realize you had no fucking (laughs) but like pre-kid Kylie was like oh yeah like I want to be like kind of mom who like first of all is like lucky enough like financially in a position to and also like cool enough to take her kids to Europe when they're little and then but the fact that like actual mom Kylie is doing that is like oh hey cool I'm like high-fiving you know 25 year old Kylie with her ideas about motherhood she did not think about motherhood but you know whatever point being um I feel really jazzed it hasn't actually felt real until like this week yeah um I like speaking of clothes. I went and bought myself some like very cute clothes. So now I'm ready. That made it real for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and my kids are, I don't know. I mean, I think Nick and I are really good travelers. We're really good at like having a plan that he makes, not me. And then like totally being able to like throw the plan out the window. Like we went to, went to New Orleans and there was like a cold snap in New Orleans where, where all the pipes froze because New Orleans is not prepared for it to be below free. Like it was like in the teens or something ridiculous. And the whole city like basically shut down. Like they had to give us bottled water at our hotel so we could brush our teeth. Oh my gosh. And Desi was one years old. Oh my gosh. Wow. <laughs> that's a one-year-old kid. Like that's no joke. And literally when we when we flew out, they had porter potties outside of the airport because there was no running water in Wow. Like it was just like New Orleans. It was just anyways, it was hilarious how like ridiculous of a situation it was. But we had the most fun. We had really? such a blast. Yeah, because we're good travelers. Like like very much our, our whole model is like, okay, just, okay. Well, you can't you can't I just don't think you can have fun traveling if you try to control it yeah so like yeah. you roll up with a plan so that you don't so that you feel like safe and don't miss don't know that the best restaurant was the one right next door to the one right. you actually went to or whatever right. <laughs> but then also you just have to throw the plan away and just roll with whatever ridiculous thing happens 
Yeah. And I share that because Nick and I've always traveled like that. And so I feel prepared to take two kids to another country with crazy jet lag. Cause I think we're just a good team at like, Oh, is this whole day just us sitting at the hotel pool because no one can handle anything else. All right. That's fine. This will be fun. I think honestly, that's like some Zen shit right there. You know what I mean? That's like a spiritual <laughs> practice there as well of like letting go and surrendering. And also it makes sense to me that you and Nick have been married for so long with this wonderful relationship. Cause I think how well you travel together is like a sign is like a direct, it's like symbolic, you know, of how well you can work together. I've always been like, mm. I need, if I can't travel with you, then we probably cannot date. That was how I knew that Nick was my person. Have I told you the story before? No, I don't think so. Oh, so when uh, I was in my early 20s, was it my mid-20s? Oh, we anyway. have, but yeah, tell me again. So Nick planned a, cutest thing ever, he planned a surprise trip for me for my birthday to Chicago for 10 days. Oh my God. Like he told me we were going, but he wouldn't tell me where. And he just like kind of gave me like vague packing Wait, how old were you guys here? I think I was like 24. Five? Oh my god, a baby. Mm-hmm. We were babies. And we went, I'd never been to Chicago. Um, we went for 10 days, had a teeny tiny room at the Hotel Felix. Um, and I wasn't annoyed at I was not mad at him. And we'd already been together for a long time at that point. Yeah. Like, and I was not annoyed at him once. I was not, I didn't, I wasn't even mad at him. Uh and I thought. I have spent 10 days in a row with the same person. The only time we went apart is when one of us was like pooping or or he was working out. So like, yeah. (laughs) And like, like, I was like, this, this, this is, this is a keeper. Like this, like, this is a thing that you don't just have. And that was the moment that I knew that he was my person. Oh my God. I love it. No, you actually haven't told me that story before. Yeah. 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 Uh, I'm a big fan of Nick just you know, he's the best <laughs> he's the best he's really yeah well uh, anyway so yes italy next week i am so very excited because that's like i know you travel every year you went to the caribbean last year caribbean we, we went to aruba because nick, nick's parents really love it there and so they very often they were like you buy the tickets and we'll rent a house so that was yeah. very great um i feel like italy is like capital it's like big travel like capital this is, yeah yeah. yeah yeah nick's never been to europe before like oh my gosh yeah oh, yeah i'm excited yeah. i'm excited yeah. for you yeah yeah so i um yeah i can't wait i will look very cute my kids will be jet lagged we'll eat a lot of ice cream i'll or gelato i'll report back yeah honestly <laughs> i don't know if you so i did a study abroad in italy and did i tell you that Right. Yes. 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 I gained yes. like 15 of the happiest pounds ever. Yes. I drank a bottle of wine or two a day. <laughs> like, it was such a good time. Anyway, so yeah, I'm excited for you. Yeah. All right, yeah. listeners. Thanks for sticking around. We love you so much. Um, if you like this episode, like, subscribe, leave a review. I think we need some fresh reviews. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We we just saw that our listenership has like doubled in the past year. So thank you, new listeners. We love you. Oh, we're yeah. paying attention to the stats and we're like very new, very jazzed. Like, but that means yeah. a whole bunch of new listeners who haven't had a chance to tell us how much they love us in writing yet. So. so yes, here's your chance. No, just kidding. No, but seriously, it does help with the show. It's it's really lovely to know. We're going to be, yeah, we're on our, I don't know. We've been doing this for a couple of years now. So it's amazing yeah. to, um, just keep it going. And that's it.